today's podcast, I want to start off with shouting out Smile Direct Club. If you're interested to get your first impression kit 50% off, if you want to get invisible aligners for a third of the cost of braces, check out Smile Direct Club. Definitely worth your time. Hey guys, this is Under Review Podcast. Before we start, we will give a lot of spoilers in this movie. Um, our bad. We're just looking back on, on it, but it, it made $100 million, so you should have watched it by now. But anyways, enjoy. Hi, welcome back to the Under Review Podcast. After a couple week hiatus, we're finally back and we got a pretty good review for everyone. Today we're going to review Crazy Rich Asians. But before we start our review, I just want to reintroduce everyone to my fellow co-hosts. We got Young Rich, aka Young Money, aka the Bunny, the Bunny Cute. What's up guys? Finally we got the trio back here. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we got all of us back together, but... Uh, yeah, we're back today, so it should be a great review. Ahmed, take it over. What's popping, guys? How you guys doing? It's good to have the Somalian Superman back in the room, in the sauna, I guess you can call it. But yeah, it's it's good to be back after a couple-week hiatus. I, I was dealing with a, a double ear infection the last couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear anything, so we couldn't really record it, and everyone's just been kind of busy. So uh, This one had all three uh, holes clogged. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, but yeah, so... Before we review the movie, you guys want to talk about your movie experience real quick? Yeah, I could go real quick. It was kind of sad because uh, the old Woodbridge Dollar Theater is no longer there. It's now an AMC. So, Dollar Theater, man, we miss you because, uh, you know, you could watch a movie for three bucks. And they're pretty up-to-date movies, so that's pretty sad. But we showed up. Movie was at 7. We showed up at like 7.05, and we did not expect it to be as packed as it was. It was completely packed. Dude, it was standing room only. We thought it was going to be maybe like three people in there, but it was everyone and their mama was there ready to watch the movie. Some little kids next to us freaking talking throughout the whole movie. Uh, I'm just sad the Woodbridge Theater's gone, but uh, the experience was crazy because obviously people are going to see this movie, so it's good that we're reviewing it. Um, my experience was a little different. I watched the showing right after these guys did at 10. It was kind of empty. It was not that much people. Um, it was pretty cool. Majority older people. I don't know how you guys felt. Majority older people. But it was fun. But I just had a couple behind me. That was so annoying. They'll just start saying, oh, after every scene, it was so annoying. But besides that, it was pretty good. Good experience. So, like I said earlier, the movie we're reviewing today is called Crazy Rich Asians. It's a movie that was released on August 15th. <clears throat> it's, uh, it came out with a $30 million budget, and it's made over or an estimated $130 million worldwide. It's a comedy romantic movie. It has a two-hour running time. And it's, uh, its rating is PG-13. Let's see what else. Oh, okay. The film the film is set in present time. And uh, the film was shot on location in different places. Let me see if I can pronounce these places. Lung Kao, <laughs> Pinag, <laughs> Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and Singapore. And the thing I got to say about the filming, the film location was it was really beautiful, right? Like I've, it's just places probably I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see in my life you know because I don't I don't want to travel there so it was pretty it was really nice to see different parts of the world. What do you guys think about that? Oh no, Singapore I have to go maybe after graduation or something. But Singapore was beautiful. I didn't know it was down like that. So and I don't think they were using any kind of like graphics or anything to make it look better. So we gotta go. Yeah, it was definitely beautiful to see all those countries. Uh, it was different, you know, from. Uh, 
from being Hispanic, I just know a lot of, you know, Hispanic culture, Mexican culture. Obviously, we know, you know, white and black culture being in America. But you don't hear too much about Asian culture, you know, depending on who your friends are or the area you live in. But it was pretty cool. That was something that uh, I really noticed. Like, it was just beautiful seeing all that. Uh, the area was beautiful and seeing all the culture stuff was awesome, too. So, yeah, I was a little hesitant about watching this movie because, you know, I like to watch funny movies, action movies, scary movies. I'm not really into romantic comedies, but I, we, like, like, like Rich said, we heard a lot of good things about this movie, so we went to check it out. And uh, so this movie pretty much follows uh, a man named Nick Nick Young. Not the Nick Young from the LA Lakers. And not Swaggy not P. Not Swaggy P. Not the former Clipper. But it does follow. He's not even on the Lakers. He's on the Warriors. He's a goal. I don't even know Warriors. if he's on the Warriors anymore. He's a champion. But, uh, yeah, he's a champion. Uh, but this Nick Young is also a champion. And if he's not a champion, then he's he's like a ultra trillionaire or whatever. But so this this Nick Young has a lot of money. He begins to date this one professor that he meets, and her name is Rachel Chu. So the the whole point of the movie, or the whole the, the plot of the movie is that. He takes he invites Rachel to uh, his best friend's yes, wedding, right? Best friend's wedding, yeah. He he invites her as a date to his best friend's wedding. Nick Young is dating Rachel, who is a NYU professor in New York. Uh, she's an economics professor, so she's a very smart young lady. You know, she's ambitious. Um, she's got her own thing going on. You know, she doesn't. She's not after anything with Nick. Um, and basically, the story follows that she doesn't even know he's this rich. You know, so it's pretty cool. That he's hiding it because, you know, of, of course he'd get a bunch of gold diggers on him. Of course he'd get women that, you know, just after him for his money. So him traveling to America was kind of like to find a girl who was genuine. and That's yeah. true because she didn't know anything about his, his wealth. She knew nothing about and, it, yeah. But yeah, she was a little upset when she found out later because I guess that's something he sh maybe should have told her. I mean, he should have told her, but you can understand, like, he's a rich, super rich dude. So it's like, if he tells her off the bat... She's going to be either super like, no, she's not even going to be turned off. She's going to be super into possibly. it. Possibly, yeah. Possibly turned on. Possibly you, turned people off. don't want that kind of lifestyle. But he is a celebrity back home. So so either she's fully on board already or she's probably turned off completely. So you don't want that. Plot follows follows him and his crazy rich Asian family and how they're, um, how they don't, how they're pre pretty mean, I guess, right? So they. I wouldn't say mean. I think they're just, you know, uh, I feel like. Soup, some traditions are just super old school in the sense that, you know, if your family doesn't come from money, then what do you, what can you bring to the table? You know what I mean? That's kind of how they looked at it. It wasn't, it wasn't that Rachel's not a great person. They all liked her, who she was, but it's like, oh, you, you don't come from money. You don't, your family doesn't own a big business or whatever. So how are you going to contribute to our family? You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're not, they just didn't want to be like, oh, we're not handing out stuff i mean i could see why the family was so protective because they just wanted you know there's they're freaking mega stars at home so everything they do matters you know what i mean the people they date the people they hang out with um and obviously family is a big thing in this movie you know it's one of the biggest themes in the movie is family you know so and uh it's asian culture you know i don't know too much about it but this movie did a good job portraying like i'm sure that's how it is but is it so bad to think like that as a mom? Or as because the mom was very against it. You don't want a kid, because think about it. He met a girl in America, in the, uh, in the United States, in New York, brought her home, planning to marry her. You don't know if she's a gold digger or not. You don't know that. So the only way you can actually solidify and keep the money in the family is to marry someone that's also rich. So I don't think it was a bad idea for the mom to be so, you know, like cautious of her son because 
you hear stories all the time of celebrities falling in love quickly right after college. You know, they they were single the whole way through college and they exploded as an athlete or whatever. And they're married within six months and within four or five years, they're divorced and half the money's taken away. And, you know, when I'm going to talk about the prenups or whatever about that kind of stuff, but you have to at the same time think, is this love or is this person falling in love with who I am at the end of the day? And um, parents really care about their kids. They do fall in love with their, you know, stepdaughters, stepsons. But you don't want that person to think at one point, if I get divorced, is my life going to get better? Because divorce, usually life gets worse after divorce. But when you when you enter a rich family, life only gets better leaving it. So that's an incentive too to get divorced. So you don't want that. So you want to keep it equal. You want to keep someone um, coming into a family as rich or even richer than the person they're marrying. So when they leave, they don't leave anything with them, any kind of money. That kind of makes sense too because uh, you see that with one of uh, Nick's cousins and her relationship's kind of going downhill when she marries a man who comes into the family and he's not very rich so he begins to have a extra marital affair right and he's has all these problems and stuff and he can't really handle the relationship his big thing that he kept uh, reiterating was that whatever he does is not enough because she has everything she freaking leaves a gift for him every single drawer he opens you know was did that, you see that? Oh, was yeah it? that was all for him every single drawer he opened like when he's brushing his teeth there's a freaking there's a freaking watch or oh. he opens freaking his cabinet to shave and there's another gift so it's like anything he does really doesn't matter because he can go get a great job be a freaking business owner but like it doesn't matter she she doesn't need that like he can stay home all day and they're rich he can make four hundred thousand five hundred thousand a year and it's like nothing he wasted yeah. yeah so i mean that's that was a that's a good thing brian brought up because that showed the total opposite side of what rachel could fall into you know if she did marry him and didn't like establish all these rules or whatever you know because that is a lifestyle that changes completely you know he that guy became a complete you know, star in a sense, back home, everyone was on him. Even though he was rich, he wasn't happy, so. Money isn't everything, like they say. And they're just fucking, or super crazy rich, and they probably just can't even take the money. But uh, before, or let's get into everyone's favorite scenes. I'll go first. My favorite scene was when Rachel meets Nick's mother, and her mother's name is Eleanor. They meet at this one, I want to call it like a, a senior center their old ladies are just playing this weird game right i thought it was baccarat but i don't know what game was or it could have been dominoes whatever some type of uh singaporean dominoes but so he meets he meets nick's mother and they begin to play this game and they start talking they have a conversation about nick and about what it would be like to marry into the family and stuff like that and rachel says something about how she nick proposed to her and she said no so therefore she kind of what made the decision for nick and that whenever he marries a another rich lady or and has kids and stuff like it, it'll be because of her so she's kind of telling the mom like oh what i what i did right now is gonna benefit you so like i took control of this and um like i won like i made the choice for you or something like that and then um i thought that scene was kind of weird but then another scene that that kind of made sense after was when Nick goes to the airport to talk to Rachel and proposed to her with his mother's ring. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's just... I don't know if the mom was being nice or if the mom was being... Trying to get control back. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, no, I'm not going to let her decide for my son and me. So I'm going to I'm gonna decide. Like, if I give this to my son, like, I know he's going to do it. And I'm I'm giving him that opportunity. So that was like... I guess those that's two favorite scenes, you know? Because they go hand in hand. But I thought it was like... 
I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of confused. It was, I guess, ambiguous. I don't know if like it was it meant for you. To, it was meant for you to to like the mom at that point or not like her. You know, because like, oh, the mom gave him the ring, like so he can propose or whatever. So she accepts, but I took it as like she was just trying to take control back. So I still don't really like. Her, you know what I mean? But it was um. That was a. I thought that was, those were powerful scenes. They were very intense too. At least the 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 the, the part where they were conversing in the in the senior center or whatever. Ahmed, you want to go next for your favorite scene? Oh, before I talk about my favorite scene, I want to talk about that scene. I think um, she was doing it because when she was getting married to her husband, her dad, her mom wouldn't give the family ring down because she didn't accept it, and so he gave her the jade ring, the the green ring, yeah. as a, a way of saying like I don't need my mom's permission to get married. But that same ring she passed down, thinking that you don't need my permission to marry my son. So that's how I looked at it. I looked at it as if she, uh, the ring that she got, she wanted her to get because her mom, her stepmom never really liked her. So that's what I got. I thought she did an amazing job accepting the daughter. But um, my favorite scene was actually, it was, um, it was my favorite scene because it's so like complicated. It was weird. It was when um, one of the actresses, it was Astrid Luong, I'm probably saying it wrong, and her husband, when she confronted him about um, cheating, he kind of felt like um, like she was saying how like I know you're cheating, but because we're going to some meeting or whatever ball, whatever, let's just keep it like under wraps so we don't make a scene. Instead of him apologizing, he kind of um, got kind of irritated at her. Like, why are you caring about other people's opinion when I just cheated on you? You know, I felt weird about that because I feel like a lot of people do that. Instead of accepting like the fact that hey, I messed up, they kind of like project that to someone else and be like it was all your fault this whole time and because i cheated it was your fault because you're making more money than i did and it was weird because later on in the movie uh she talked about because it's it's my favorite because it's so confusing to me um she was saying how like it's not my job to make you feel like a man that's yours and you can't be something you can't that you're not that's weird because can you say that to a girl though i've always wondered that can you say can you look at a girl and say you're not a woman you know because they'll look at back they'll look back at you and say what is being a woman? Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, older slap you in your face. Yeah. yeah, so, but why is it acceptable to say you're not a man? And people applauded that in our oh, theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were yeah. like, ooh, and I don't know. It was weird to me. So, it was weird that a man cheated and he's not apologizing and he flipped it on her. And it was weird that she can say you're not a man because certain certain attributes and people applauded that. So, it was weird to me. But another one, though, was uh, the marriage scene. When the girls walking on that pond, the super oh, nice yeah, that, pond. That scene you know, was pretty dope. That was super it's, nice, and the singing was amazing. Yeah, whoever the singer was was oh, great. Oh, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Played but, that Elvis song. It was awesome. Was it Elvis? It was Elvis. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that shit was amazing. But my favorite part was that was a dynamic of the present, the future, and the past, kind of where one one relationship is going underway, another is when Rachel Chu and Nick Young were looking at each other, and the future relationship, and then. The lady I just talked about right now just had a divorce, or she's going through a divorce. It just ended. So, yeah, and they're all crying. It's all they're all crying, and uh, each one of them is having a different emotion. But it seems so surreal at the moment because they're all just crying and they're all just expressing emotion. So you think they're all looking at the present relationship going on now, but in reality, they're all in different stages. And we're seeing every every stage of a relationship too, which that's a good idea, dude. That was really cool. Yeah, that was really good insight, dudes. I like that. Um, I guess my favorite scene, um, to be honest, I'm not sure if I had a favorite scene, but I think it was super cool to like, just see how rich these people really were, you know, cause this is a stage that like this is there. They even explained it's old money. You know, it's not like these people, 
real old money. So like, cause even everyone in the movie, like at, in Singapore was rich, but this Nick, Nick Young family was triple quadruple of what everybody else was. And like, they were just so rich. It was, it was like sickening almost like they were so rich. They were freak. They could do anything they want. And like, it was just crazy to me, like, to see how really rich people are. Like, that was just oh, like crazy. The, the to private see. island thing they had with the girl retreat. Oh, my God. Like, think about yeah, that. That was insane. Or the bachelor party when they're on that freaking oh, boat like, yeah, thing. Yeah, the cargo it's boat. A, it's just ridiculous. So, that was something that was super cool to see because, like, man, that, that's really how some people are living. Think about that. Like, you don't have to ever work. And the only thing you have to worry about is how can I have fun today? That's crazy. It's crazy. It was crazy to see. That's true. And uh, before we end this podcast, I just want to mention some of the actors who are in this movie. So we already mentioned uh, Nick Young, Swaggy P. He was played by Henry Golding. Uh, <clears throat> Rachel Chu was played by Constance Wu. She did a really good job performing. Uh, let's see who else. Eleanor Young was played by Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh. She was uh, Nick Young's mother. Gemma Chan played by Astrid Young too. Lisa Liu played Ama. We had uh, Harry Shum Jr. played Charlie Wu. We also had Ken Jeong. The guy from Hangover, the Asian dude. The guy from, the guy from Hangover. He's in, like, Knocked Up. Shout out to him. I, I didn't know he was actually a medical doctor before watching this. So that's kind of incredible. He can do it all. He really go to Cal State Fullerton? I, he said I, I don't know about line. that. He might have, but. That, that was hilarious to me, too. Yeah. The man is a practicing doctor. Ken Jeong, he played Y Moon Go. And, uh, yeah, there's just a. It's a mainly Asian cast. Obviously, this movie was called Crazy Rich Asians, and it, it worked pretty well. It was it was a it was a really good cast, and, and they they performed a really good movie. I guess to wrap it up, do you guys want to just rate your the movie real quick before we end it? Um, it started off with me for like a four because I thought because it was real slow, and um, at the end I just I'll give it a seven. Yeah, that's what I would say because I'm not I don't really watch too many romantic com- comedies. I thought this movie was pretty good. Um, I'd give it maybe a seven out of ten as well. I wouldn't watch it again, but a 7 out of 10. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. I guess I would say six and a half, seven. I think the love story was just too predictable for me. I kind of saw what was coming. I've seen a couple, like I've seen a handful of uh, uh, love story, comedies, whatever you want to call them. So I think the, you know, the plot was a little predictable. Of course, you change the cast to Asians. You make them super rich. You change the story up. So that was cool. But I think love story in general, you know, it's just... It's six and a half, seven to me. So definitely see it. I think uh, I can see why this movie is so big and why people love it. But uh, yeah, just six and a half for me. And before we bounce, I just want to apologize to everyone since we haven't been coming out with as much content as we would like. But in the next couple of weeks, next month or so, we will be coming out with a lot more. There's a lot of good movies coming out. Football season's coming up. So we'll be here at, at least maybe with two to three podcasts a week, something like that. But Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you next time. Peace.